the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G, and on my little podcast this week, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, including sliders, the trendy shoe, gym grunting, is he a person or is it something that you do in the gym, we'll tell you, uh, and key fobs, loving the word fob. If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. There'll be more chat and also, I promise, some cracking great songs. Now, the reason I love Junebush, there is a selfish reason. It's my my, my birthday month. Is it? Yeah, it's my birthday month. But also, uh, you remember back in the old days when uh, you went to school, it's summer uniform. Oh, yes. Summer uniform. Now, Bush, I'm imagining your summer uniform was a little crisp white shirt, possibly with a bit of burgundy on it. I wish. Oh. I wish. We had the worst uniform in the world at school. What was it? We looked like, um, you know the emoji for a poo? Yeah. It was like that. We had brown trousers, <laughs> yellow shirts, brown and yellow striped ties. Like brownies. They were like brownies. That's awful. And when we went on a trip to a Butlins down in Devon, uh, we all had to wear brown bobble hats with yellow bobbles so they knew which ones were us so they could round us all up at the end of each day. This is this is your summer uniform. Summer uniform. A bobble, a woolen bobble hat for your summer uniform. Brown trousers that you could strike a match off. That kind oh. of material. You know that stuff? Crimpline, I think it's called. Did you have little T-bar sandals? Yes, did you used yeah, to have those? Yeah, T-bar sandals. Oh. What was your uniform like at school? Well, I want to talk to you about my current summer uniform, which I've got on, Bush. Oh, yeah? This, my friend, and I'm going to stand up and show you, is my summer uniform. This pair of shorts, which I've been wearing now for ten years. Look at those. They're very, very unflattering, untrendy. And you can see I've got some floral patches on them because they've uh, been worn so hard. These are my camping shorts. A T-shirt atop. Mm-hmm. I will be wearing this now till October, come rain, come shine. <laughs> and I have a new addition to the summer uniform. Hold on, what's this? Say hello to these. Look at those. Now, I believe I'm holding it in my hand um, and I'll describe it. little radio moment, just going to... Just going to describe the magic I see in front of me. Um, I believe they're called sliders by the youngsters. Let's describe this. It's a plastic... Piece of moulded plastic. Moulded plastic pair of sandals. Yes. Uh, with These are the ones that if you went on holiday to Corfu, you'd come back with some sandals with Corfu written across the top. Yes. You, you often see people on holiday... Cleaning pools yes. in these shoes. They are amazing. They, they, they come in black or navy and they have stripes across the uh, the girth. Feel that. Oh, feel the quality. Oh, oh are they sliders. Li- are they light on your feet? They oh, light- they're amazing. Let's feel the weight of them. I haven't even begun the chat on the sliders. Listen, let's have some music to break up the slider chat, but it is coming back. I'm warning you. Now, listen, do you remember, Bush, a few months ago we were sitting in this very studio. Who... Who came by the window but Gok Wan? Oh, he just popped in. We've got celebrity friends this show, haven't we? Yeah, man. So he popped in, had a little bit of a chinwag, and we talked about sliders way back then, didn't we? Yeah. And he said, I think you'll remember, that they are pretty on trend. And bang, you've got a pair. Genuinely, they are so good. My children literally fall on the ground with embarrassment and laughter whenever I put them on. But I don't care. I saw a very, very trendy young man on holiday and he had a really cool kind of track suit. He was very, you know, very cool sliders he was wearing. So the the inn people wear these things. Yes. I worry right. that these are a gateway outfit to turning into my dad. 
okay? Because, you know, where does it end? You start with the slider, next holiday you've currently got an Exeter Cathedral pound coin holder. Oh, oh. Do you know what I mean? That's, oh. what, that's where we're at. Or maybe you've got uh, Crocs and socks, something like that. Oh, don't knock the Croc and sock. You do not wear Crocs and socks, do you? Yeah, of course no. I do. What is your problem? Up in the Lake District, I always don a Croc and sock. Show me your foot, please, Bush, because I'm worried. I noticed something. Is Yes, you see. Now, Bush is wearing a trainer with no socks. Have yeah. you talked? I haven't talked, no. That is a trick that Mary Berry, I don't want to name drop, but <laughs> Mary Berry taught me. When she has a barefoot in a loafer, she always puts a little bit of lavender talc inside. Does she now? I bet she smells a million dollars. Even Mary Berry sweats. I want you, my friend, to start talking your shoes. And there is no come... No, there's no comeback from that. Mel, are we good enough friends for me to put my naked bare toes into your slider? Yes, you may. <laughs> you may. Would that be Absolutely okay? Absolutely fine. Do, oh, Maloney can't even... She's she's, yeah, she's totally horrified. Um, <laughs> it's going in. It's good. The foot is going in. Come on, Bush. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. oh, dear. That looks awful. I feel like I've got a pig's trotter for a foot. It's all squished together. The slider, to be fair, is a little bit small for it your is. hoof. Oh, it's like a really horrible uh, version of Cinderella. It's just perched on the top. I'm definitely not going to the ball. Maybe. Yeah, maybe take them off now. That'd yeah. be good. Mel, can I just say, yeah, I no. like the cut of your jib with the book you're reading at the moment. Oh. My dad loves Ken Follett. <sighs> He's this. always trying to get me into Ken Follett. This is a cracker. It's a heavy tome. It's uh, it's like a little book club, isn't it? Sometimes on the podcast. It I is. I love it. Uh, uh, so, 1,076 pages. That's a big book. 25 years old this year, apparently. Special uh, anniversary edition. Well, it might not be this year, it might be a couple of years ago. What's it about? Uh, it's about the building of a, a cathedral in 12th century Britain. Oh, right. Absolutely brilliant. It's got everything. It's got building, yeah. primarily. It's got history, it's got war, it's got politics, it's got love, it's got lust, it's got monks. It's like Game of Thrones. It's sheer thrones. And give the book a little whack again. You, you can feel just how big the book is with the whack. I'm going to drop it on the desk. Whoa, listen to that. Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett. And you're quite a way through it there. I can yep, see your little I'm on, bookmark. I'm on page 912. It's a real... And I'm just getting to the absolute denouement, the tying up of the loose ends. Wow. And it's pretty amazing. I tell you this for nothing, though. I wouldn't want to live in the 12th century. It sounds pretty grim, doesn't it? Mate, you'd be dead in a nanosecond. It's so weird. I was telling my daughter Honestly. about this the other, the other week. that uh, If she was alive in the olden days, bear in mind she moans about having to get a bus sometimes. Oh. Imagine living in, in the 12th century. Oh. They wouldn't know they were born. No. I don't even know what that phrase means. My nanny used to say it all the time. But you wouldn't know what you were born. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't know, know you were born. And if you were living in a town that did not have a barbican, which is a small port, isn't it? A door port. Mm -hmm. uh, ramparts, moat and ditch, forget it. Yeah. You'd last about a week. It's just, you wouldn't, yeah. It wouldn't even exist for long. So without fortification, you would be absolutely toast. And I think Ken puts that across particularly succinctly in his book. Yes, and terribly uncomfortable footwear as well, mate. Really? And rough wool about your body. They had no sliders in those days, did no they? No ruddy sliders. The equivalent of a slider would be um, a sort of bucks, buckskin, <laughs> still with entrails and blood, strapped on. It would be that kind of thing. Was life then a bit like one of my favourite TV shows of all time, Robin Hood? Is it Robin of <gasps> Sherwood? Robin. Robin. 
the hooded man. Yeah, oh, love that. Love Michael that TV. Craig, yes. bring him back. Wasn't that Sean Connery's son that was Robin Hood in that? So there were two Robin Hoods. Braid yeah. went first. Yeah. And then um, Jason Connery. Amazing. Was there another one? Oh, they should bring that back. It was all filmed in the Tithe Barn in Bradford-on-Avon. Oh, was it? Near where I used to live in oh, Trowbridge. The problem with that, if you read, you know, a bit of 12th century uh, storytelling, yep. very clean, the, the Prade. Prade's hair was always high-lit and clean <laughs> and conditioned. <laughs> Too coiffured. Yes, you'd never get that in the ruddy 12th century. You'd be rubbing sort of badger droppings in your hair if you were lucking once every St. Swithin's Day. See, I don't think Prade was up for that. He wasn't no. up for that method acting, was he? He was very high prayed. Oh. Oh. oh, I love it. Now, listen. Oh, hello. This is important. Yes, you know what's coming up? Bush Red Letter Day. That was good. You said I caught that one. Yeah, you're getting there. You're getting better. Caught the wave on that one. Bush, tell me, my friends, colleague, compadre, chum, what day is it? Well, Mel, June is World Camping Month. <gasps> It's a month of camping. And we all love camping. You love camping, don't you? I'm obsessed with it. Well, you are as well, mate. We've discussed it many a time on this show. I imagine as well, the sliders that you're talking about, perfect to go to the shower cubicle in in the morning. Right. The slider is brilliant camping wear. You have it outside your tent. Come rain, come shine. You just put the feet in. They're waterproof. It doesn't matter if they get wet. Don't worry about it. You don't need to worry about it. Yeah, great for in the shower as well. You're right. Loving your work. Well, I'm going to give you three amazing facts about the great outdoors. Ah, lovely. To celebrate National World Camping Month. Yeah. Fact number one. Uh Uh-huh. Deer can jump as high as 10 feet in the air. Stop it. From a full sprint. They can't. Have a think about that. 10 feet in the air a deer can jump. How many metres is that? Three ruddy metres, isn't it? Well, I mean, I'm six foot tall. That's like me and two thirds. A deer can jump that high. Unbelievable. That's astonishing. Astonishing. What's up next, Malone? You thought that was astonishing, Mel. Listen to fact number two. Come on. Raccoons can purr. Um, no. They can. I would have thought they'd be growlers. No, me too. I thought they'd 100% growler. Yeah. No, they can purr. Like Gosh, a cat. Wow, that's a great fact. Unbelievable. You never really normally think about them. Exactly. That's, that's the noise of a raccoon. Fact number three is the most amazing fact you'll have heard all year. Tell me. You can tell the temperature by listening to a cricket chirping. Count the number of chirps in 14 seconds. That's just a lie. You made that up on the tube in the way in. And Sorry, add Bush. 40 for the temperature in Fahrenheit. So let me give you that... that um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Fact. Formula, one more time. <laughs> Count the number of chirps in 14 seconds. Hang on. Add chirps. 40 for the temperature in Fahrenheit. Chirps in 14 seconds uh-huh. plus 40 equals Fahrenheit. I'm just writing down the equation. I'm going to try it out. Give it a go. That's extraordinary, Bush. Unbelievable. I think that might be my favourite red letter day so far. It's very strong. There's and no the... two ways about it. Bush. Bush. Oh, you're doing a little... Is that a little summertime festival dance that's going on here. He's doing something with his hands. Yeah, I feel I feel kind of outside festivaly today. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Totally. Hawaiian shirt, maybe a straw boater, sunglasses, without a care in the world. Oh, oh that sounds like a nice kind of festival. It does, doesn't a bit it? middle-aged. A little bit middle-aged. It's, it's one of those festivals where you can go, you know, and you know you're going to get a nice latte. Do yeah. you know that thing? Do you maybe know what I'm saying? cue for some organic falafel. Oh. And watch Mumford and Sons. <laughs> that kind of thing. How times have changed. Or, or the water boys. <laughs> yeah, going to watch the water boys and have some falafel. <laughs> and then get home early so I can avoid the rush to get out of the car park. Yeah. And no whiff of camping. Not even no interested. No whiff. Oh, that's my kind of festy. <laughs> uh, listen, how's your week been, Bush? Mel, thank you for asking. My week has been all about buying a house. 
So we're moving on. We've, we've had an offer accepted on this house. That's exciting times, Exc- isn't it? Thing. Yeah. It is exciting. Nerve-wracking as well, I should imagine. Quite nerve-wracking, but but also kind of uh, new opportunities opening up because yeah. we've been we've been in this little cramped flat for such a long time that yeah. we've rented, and it's going to be liberating to move into this house. And, oh. and one thing that we want to do is get a pet. <gasps> so I want everyone's advice today. Uh, thank Any. you, by the way, who listened, the people who listen to this show on the podcast, there's lots of them, you can get the podcast on our website, uh, magic.co.uk, but you always get the advice a few days later, because obviously they listen to the yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. so have a think about it and leave it in the comments, but I want a suggestion as to what would be the best pet to Two get. words, guinea pig. Two guinea words, Guinea pig? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that guinea pigs are still a thing. I thought it was like something from the 80s or 90s. Guineas are massive, mate. I, that actually wounds me. Really? To hear you say that. Listen, in a month, we're going to the Tendring Country Fair in Essex. Yeah. Solely for the guinea pig tent. You're in the market for a guinea pig? Uh, well, I've owned many guineas and yeah. my kids have. Sadly, we've got none at the moment. So maybe you could get some. get some. I would, I would say a guinea pig. Sell a guinea pig to me then. What's good? Pros. Friendly, furry and responsive. You don't want a passive pet, mate, but you don't want an overly needy pet either. Okay, we're trying to work out here what is the best pet, and Mel is big time pushing the guinea pigs. It totally straddles the passive, active pet. Percentage chance of nipping? Quite high. Really? What percentage? Give me a number. I I quite like a little nip from a gin. (laughs) I do, man. What are you talking about, one to ten? Oh, just give percentage. What, oh, what I see. Oh, sorry, 70. 70% chance yeah, to nip. 70% chance. But they're very cute. And wee, 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 the noise. Wee, 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 Would that wind the neighbours up if they were outside and they no, heard that noise? they'd love it. Really? Oh, really good for outdoors. But if you get a gin, make sure you buy an outdoor bread gin. An outdoor gin. Yeah, because a pet shop bread gin will die within days of being outside. It's too cold. They have to be hardy and outdoor bread. And can you get one on its own or should you get another one so he's got a mate? Oh, get a little pet. Really? Uh, Boygins will fight a bit and also do slightly untoward activities, which you might not want to be witness to. Just boys in general, innit? There is quite a lot of that going on. Really? Yeah. Girls get on. They can be a bit with each other. Mm. Actually, two girls. Lovely. I've had two girls. Lovely pets. I bet you've had some cracking guinea pig names. Coca-Cola and Coconut and Toffee. Quite boring. Um, Bush, what are you thinking in terms of pets? Well, I mean, part of me's been thinking cats, but I feel like cats sometimes just kind of come in, take your food and slap you around the face and walk out again. And smelly poos as well. They do, don't they? Gin's poos are delightful. Are they? They're usually dry and very easy to handle. Genuinely, if anyone owns a guinea pig listening to the show right now, do get in touch because I've never met anyone who owns a guinea pig. Never met anyone ever who owns a guinea pig. They, They are adorable. They're, they smell so nice. They've got little little ears. Their ears look like skip crisps. Really? They're slightly sort of um, undulating. They're so cute. And if I was to have a guinea pig under my arm, if I was taking it somewhere, how big is it? What animal is it the same size as? Well, ours were, ours were quite big. Ours were like sort of puppies almost. Really? Yeah, but you can get little, little, little tiddlies. Get a rosetted fur one as well. Don't go, go, don't go for a smooth. Don't go for a smooth. Well, it's good to get. It's got that almost like buying a new car, and you need to go in knowing what you're after. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Your, and your ceiling in terms of uh, exactly uh, budget. Exactly. I'll come with you. I'll go on a mission with you to uh, to purchase if you want. Yeah. That, what kit do you need? Do you need a lot of kit? I'll, I'll take you through it. Okay. Robin, Robin, the hooded man. Hooded man. I should love the guy with two swords and robbing a show. Oh, yeah. What was his name? A bit like uh, Hans Moretti that used to come on to the Paul Daniels show with his crossbow. 
I don't remember him. Hans and Helga. Oh, really? Yeah, they're amazing. I used to love the bit in Paul Daniels where he used to do the bunko booth. Hey, the bunko booth. Down for the bunko booth. Which had the sort of um, camera on the top so you could see the top shot. Yeah, and he was dressed like a, a, I don't know, a cinema owner from the 1800s. Yes. That kind of thing. The bunko booth. Okay, Mel, this is a question from the podcast uh, Bowl Jar. It's uh, essentially our very own bunko booth, isn't it's it? It's our own bunko yeah. booth. Open up the bunko, come on. This question says, Jim grunting, yay or nay? I thought you were talking about a person on the archers. <laughs> oh, Jim Grunting's just moved in down the road. He's come from uh, far away in Borsetshire. Don't go, don't go trusting that Jim Grunting. <laughs> it doesn't. It sound like an archers character. It does sound like yeah, Jim Grunting, the Grunting family. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't work on EastEnders, would it? E by Eck, Jim Grunting. Is that an EastEnders accent, Bush? What's going on there? Uh, they never have Northern people in EastEnders. That's Corrie. Oh, Corrie. Oh. You see, you could have the Gruntings, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, they're a sort of slightly gangster family. They come in from, uh, come in from uh, yeah, Thames Estuary sort of uh, area. They go up west. They put, peel out, um, was it Phil Mitchell always pull, uh, pulls out a load of t- £20 yeah. notes? Go up west, get yourself something nice. Yeah, go on, go on, Pat. Pat. Go up west, get yourself something nice. Get, in, get yourself a nice shiny blues on jacket, love. Go on, trace yourself. I can't see the Gruntings on EastEnders. I can see, could they be on Corrie, the Gruntings? You're right, love. You're, come on. Yeah, that's Betsy grunting. What are you doing? What's going on? My yeah. girlfriend watches Corrie, and it's just people shouting at each other the whole time in the pub. <laughs> what time do you call this, Dante? I've been waiting up 20 minutes for you. <laughs> Dante? Yeah, I, I don't know where that name came from. Dante grunting. Dante grunting, the son of, uh, you know, Jim grunting, the head of the family. I'm obsessed with Jim grunting now. I want to know who he is, where he is. And why he's not here. And if I ever need to leave a name for myself in a panic situation, checking in at a hotel, I'm going to call myself Jim Grunting. Jim Grunting. It's time for Tell Mel. Yes, you can notice my voice is getting somewhat harder, somewhat more uncompromising, somewhat tweedier. You can ask me anything, but don't expect a nice reply. Hi, Mel, it's Roxanne. I've lost my keys. Where did I put them? I don't know what to say to you, (laughs) Roxanne. Have you not heard of a fob? Get a chain, Roxanne. Get a piece of elastic. Get a piece of string. Anything to tie the aforementioned key onto something about your person. A belt. A donkey jacket. A crock. A pair of glasses. Oh, you silly, silly girl. Next, please. Hey, Mel. It's Russ. Um, I've really got into cycling recently and I've noticed that all the pro cyclists shave their legs. I was just quite curious to know if you think it would be worthwhile me shaving mine too. Padding and shaving, Russ. Padding and shaving. I like the cut of your jib. I like cycling too. Of course you must shave your legs. You must shave every single exposed part of you, Russ. That way the wind won't get trapped in the hairs and it slows you down. Notice I don't know much about science. Next, please. Hey, Mel, it's Sammy here. Uh, I've heard that if you stick the key fob for your car keys in your ear and then click it, it increases the unlocking range. Is that true or false? Sammy, have you been poaching in on my conversation with Roxanne? I was talking about key fobs to her, and I realise through your question that I've got the word key fob wrong. You're talking about an electronic key fob. I don't approve of those. I only like the ones with extendable elastic on. I'm not going to even entertain answering your question, Sammy. That is the end of Tell Mel. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We love it when you listen. Hear more larks and silly stuff like that every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast.